Welcome to First Presbyterian Church of Evanston. This Sunday's message was given by First Pres Interim Senior Pastor, Reverend Dr. Tassie Green. If you'd like more information about First Presbyterian Church of Evanston, please visit firstpresevanston.org. Our scripture reading today is from the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verses 1 through 7, which you will find beginning in the Old Testament section of our Pew Bibles on page 599 and on the screen. Please join me in a prayer for illumination. Almighty God, as we hear your word read and proclaimed, may it not return to you empty. May it accomplish your purpose. May it succeed in the thing for which you sent it. Open your ears and hearts to your word that we may live as your children and heirs. Amen. Proverbs 4, verse 1. Listen, children, to the Father's instruction, and be attentive, that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender, and my mother's favorite, he taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words, keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom, get insight. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will keep you. Love her, and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom, and whatever else you get, get insight. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you. Today we talk about how the Bible is a scrapbook as part of our series. We've looked at how the Bible is a light. The Bible is what? Anybody remember? A feast. And the Bible is a weapon. Today we look at the Bible as a scrapbook. So the Bible is a scrapbook, and if we look at its pages, it contains more stories or snapshots than you can count pictures and stories of people's faithfulness, of their failings, and of God's steadfast loving kindness towards them. This scrapbook or album contains snapshots of a zillion biblical events. They were experienced or written in the most amazing places and the most ordinary places. They become amazing when God meets us there. They're written in gardens and olive groves, aboard arks and ships, while shipwrecked or swallowed by a whale, in shepherds' fields and palaces, in vineyards and in growing fields, on battlefields, in prisons, construction sites and temples, cisterns and slave quarters, mountaintops and deserts, while in exile, taking captive or newly liberated, at weddings and at last meals with friends. The Bible is a scrapbook. And this week, we welcome a fascinating Bible character into our pulpit to tell us one of the best stories in the scrapbook pages of our Bible. Let's see if you can guess who it is. She traveled a rough road from Bethlehem to Moab during a famine and then all the way back to Bethlehem. She'll share with us how her view of God was eclipsed by all the sorrow and suffering in her life how it's hard to see God's goodness in the darkness. And then something changed, letting a sliver of light into her life. No, I should say someone 
Someone accompanied her on her journey, brought her hope. Have you guessed it? Today we're talking about Ruth and Naomi, especially Naomi. Even though the book of the Bible is called Ruth, Naomi is the main character. So we're looking at the biblical scrapbook pages from her family as she traveled from Judah to Moab. And then her family's scrapbook pages continue on in our Bible. We hear about other characters from Boaz to a child of that family, Rahab, and on. Or perhaps it was the other way around. Boaz came from Rahab. One of those. In any case, we're looking at the scrapbook. It goes on four generations from there to King David, and then over 27 generations to Jesus. The Bible is a scrapbook. So let's listen to Naomi's words. Oh Lord, why do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? I agree with the psalmist. I am worse than dead. My family is gone. My husbands and my sons are dead. My hopes for the future dashed. My trust in God has come to nothing. God has turned against me. I tried to follow God in a strange land, but it is counted for nothing. Daughters-in-law, my kind Orpah and Ruth, come, I have no good choice left. I will return to Bethlehem, to Judah. There's nothing left for me, Naomi, here. Nothing. Just as my family came from Judah with nothing because of the famine, now I feel I am nothing. Let us embrace, let me kiss you one more time. We'll weep together one last time. What? Are you women crazy? Have you not listened to these 10 years? I have nothing. Run. Go away while you can. Don't stay. All right. Let us weep together again. We will hold each other one more time. We can be together in our grief. Now go, Orpa. Goodbye. And God be with you. Ruth, Ruth, why do you still stand here? Why are you clinging to me? Have you not heard me? See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people. Her gods return. Go after your sister-in-law. Ruth pleaded with me to let her travel with me. Can you believe it? She said, where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord do thus and so to me, and more as well, as if even death parts me from you. So she came with me. When we finally arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred up, but I wanted no part in a happy homecoming. I'm no longer willing to make the effort to pretend to be happy about anything. I just don't have the energy. So I said to them, don't call me beautiful, Naomi. Call me bitter Mara. God has dealt me a bitter blow. I left here full of life. And God has brought me back with nothing but the clothes on my back. Why would you call me beautiful Naomi? God certainly doesn't. But later, I was thankful when Ruth told me she would go out to glean barley for us to find something to eat. She was following the provisions that the law makes for the widows and the poor. She is a good girl. She's so good to me, that one. And she came home with so much grain and such good news. I asked her, 
Where did you glean today? Whose field? God bless whoever it was who took such good care of you. Ruth told me, the man I worked with today, his name is Boaz. And then he told me how he gave her permission to glean during the whole barley harvest and the wheat harvest to come too. What's more, he fed her. He promised to protect her and me. She was as surprised as I am, and she asked him, why? Well, you see, he too had heard how good Ruth has been to me, coming from Moab to a strange land to care for me. And then he blessed her and me. So I told Ruth, why God bless the man. He hasn't, God hasn't quite walked out on us after all. He still loves us in good times and in bad times. That man, Ruth, is one of our circle of covenant redeemers, a close relative of ours. There may be hope after all. Naomi has said all that is in her heart by changing her own name. She changed it from beautiful to bitter. And she said that she was willing to look, to go, to be accompanied, to look for God, even in the midst of hardship. Her snapshot, her pages of the album, show her facing more hard truths than any other woman in Scripture. The biblical stories, nothing suggests that Naomi ever gave in to the temptation to desert her God, even though she believes God has deserted her. Despite her increasing bitterness, she is faithful to Yahweh. She appears to be a female Job who has lost everything. Author Carolyn Custis James writes that as an immigrant and a woman alone without a family, Naomi out-Job's Job. Whoa, that is saying something. On this scrapbook, we see that Naomi is struggling. Naomi is a woman alone without land or wealth or sons. We see in her snapshots her culture is saying to her, you are nothing, you have nothing more that matters, nothing to give, you deserve nothing in return, you're nothing. This may be the same snapshot that we see of those who come to this country as immigrants who are struggling to find a place to live and to work. It's a difficult page in the scrapbook for asylum seekers new to our country. And this is the same snapshot that some of us see daily in our culture through advertisements, even worse if we hear it or see it from families and friends. If we've lost a job, a house, a life partner, we may feel we are nothing. Naomi's snapshot is important for us to look at, these pages in the biblical scrapbook. After the Exodus, God's people were commanded to care for others. They were never to forget that they also had been strangers in a foreign land. And so there was provision for how they gleaned, how they left food in the field for others, for the widows, the orphans, the strangers. But Naomi was in Moab when tragedy struck. Not once, she lost her husband. It struck three times. She lost her sons, too. I wonder if she felt like 
Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, after a tornado strikes, carries her far from home, and she says to her dog Toto, we're not in Kansas anymore. Naomi was not in Kansas, not in Judah even. It would have been better for her in Judah. Kansas? Not so sure. Naomi returned to Bethlehem, and although the whole town greeted her, she insisted, this is not a happy homecoming, people. Remember the meaning of her name? She has traveled not only from Bethlehem to Moab and back again. She has traveled from beautiful or pleasant, that's the meaning of Naomi, to bitter, the meaning of Mara. How many of us have traveled a hard road and return home or return changed? Well, the book of Ruth is for us. That's why these snapshots are included in the family album, in the biblical scrapbook. The book of Ruth is for us. James writes, Naomi's stories and Job's are in our Bible, so we'll learn to be as honest as they were about how badly we're hurting and to go ahead and ask the questions that are smoldering inside our hearts. Naomi's story invites us to admit that we've been flattened too, that we don't understand what's been happening to us, and that even after walking with God for years, we still struggle to trust God, to understand God. By spotlighting Naomi's ordeal, the narrator of the book gives us permission to voice the thoughts and feelings that we often fight desperately to suppress. And in some mysterious way, on these scrapbook pages, Naomi meets God, and so do we in our desperation. God will answer Naomi, but not with words. In the simple human embrace of Ruth, as they stop on the long, hopeless road back to Bethlehem. Hochi is a wonderful artist, and I want you to see his interpretation of this story. It's about the embrace, the presence. Naomi sees Ruth's love when Ruth says, do not press me to leave you or to turn back from you. Your people shall be my people, your God, my God. Naomi was speechless in the face of such love. Later, Naomi sees a snapshot of hope in Ruth's life-saving encounter with Boaz, who is kind to her. In these moments, in these snapshots, in these pages out of the album, we see pictures of love and hope that Naomi eventually sees are also pictures of God, although she takes a while to recognize God in them. Despite all appearances to the contrary, God has not abandoned Naomi. She is not prepared for this reality. Ruth's love broke into Naomi's grief and overwhelmed her. Naomi was stunned that someone would accompany her. No wonder. Only after their long, long journey together, only after Naomi is welcomed home to Bethlehem and she can consider her situation from a new and safer perspective, only after a good meal of barley gleaned from Boaz's fields with the promise of more food to come tomorrow, only after Ruth meets up with Boaz again, can Naomi realize maybe we won't starve. Maybe God is looking after us. 
The message version of the scripture reads, God hasn't quite walked out on us after all. He still loves us in bad times as well as in good. So the final snapshot in this story is one of hope. However, for some of us who, like Naomi, are in difficult situations, it may be that the tough snapshots before the final one are what stick with us, that seem the most true for us. Naomi showed her grief and frustration, and she did us all a favor. You see, the Bible takes our struggles, our doubts, our despair seriously. It shows us that these snapshots and these stories We can show God how we feel. That doesn't mean that God will abandon us. We see in these pages of the scrapbook and many others, King David and on, that God can take it. God can take our honesty. We can share our grief and our suffering with God. God sees us. That is clear in Naomi's story. It's also clear in the stories of Naomi and Job that God doesn't feel the need to answer our questions or our human accusations of being left. God works in God's own ways and in God's own timing. The best thing we can do is seek wisdom. As the Proverbs passage says that the students read so well for us, let your heart hold fast my words, keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get insight. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. In the end, Naomi comes to recognize God at work in the scrapbook of her life, to see God at work through both Ruth and Boaz. This scrapbook page, the story of Ruth and Naomi, includes just a few of the snapshots that comfort us, that teach us, that give us hope also, or even just keep us company in our grief. God hasn't quite walked out on us after all. He still loves us in bad times as well as in good. The Bible is a scrapbook. Amen.